Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. America! Hell yeah! <laughs> this is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Studio C. Oh, C, senor. It is a dimly lit room. Where deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today on Friday, oh yeah, it's Friday, we're going to fire up the daiquiri machine and start the drinking. Uh, We're under the tutelage of our general manager. Parents. American parents of school children who are letting their voices be heard. More on that to come. Give me a teaser. I'm a parent. I just did. Well, give me more. No. Has to do with the president's announcement at the National Archives saying, look, we got to quit with the left-wing indoctrination in our schools, which has been hilariously. Well, I was angry at the time. Maybe I have the gift of a few minutes of perspective. Hilariously misreported on left-wing media. The president has said schools should not... uh, teach kids about racism or slavery in America's history. Right. Yeah, that's what he said. The, of course, that's exactly what he said. You lying liars. Yeah, so you're talking curriculum. I, uh, yeah, I saw that stuff yesterday. We will have to talk about that more later. Well, I'm talking about multiple curricula, really. Was that just an opportunity to use the plural of curriculum? <laughs> beeves. <laughs> Be- Am I that transparent? I have several beeves with people who have a need to work in a difficult word just for <laughs> its own sake. That's one of my beeves. Yes. My other one of several. My other beef is uh, day one of life with no toilets in my house, oh, which boy. was uh, just a treat. There are real biological issues with that lifestyle. You don't realize how much you appreciate uh, having a toilet until you don't have one. Oh, and how often you uh, you need it. <laughs> I'd imagine that is a yes, a <laughs> if you stark reminder. If you got four people, everybody's like, oh, I guess I got to walk clear back out to the barn where there's a bathroom again. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, and the showering last night and the bathing and everything like that. My wife said, well, I guess I'll wash my feet in the sink like other people do. <laughs> oh, oh, my. Oh, my. That's our lifestyle now. Just fantastic. They try to get the mold out of my house. Yikes. Anywho, it's exciting. There you go. Shaking things up a little bit. Everything was so ho-hum for the last several months. Yeah. It'll be exciting for a couple of days. I'm guessing by like the end of a month of doing this, it won't be, won't be any fun in it anymore. How long a walk is it to your barn, roughly? I Feet, don't know. yards, whatever, cubits, whatever your uh, chosen uh, It's quite measure. a ways. Uh, half a football field, maybe uh, a little more. Yeah, it's long enough. It's far enough. Yeah. I was walking back from taking a shower last night in my underwear in the dark mm. and thinking, this is just... a quite a lifestyle and it ain't much of a shower either i mean my brother used it but he did two tours in iraq it's different for him than it was for me Um, anyway um it's because you're soft (laughs) 
So Joe Biden did his town hall last night, and as uh, as was expected after Trump getting pummeled every single day with difficult questions and follow-ups to things, but you said this on this date and all that sort of stuff, Joe Biden just got the, tell us again why Trump's a bad person sort of questions. For why would you be a better president? Because you clearly would be. <laughs> we got more on that later. Oh, well, whatever. I would do the same thing if I were him. I think he's going to lose so big. I'm st- I'm probably wow. delusional. Wow. I am almost certainly delusional. That's a bold thing to say based on the uh, current polling. Yeah, well, the current polls can go to hell. <laughs> Let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show before we really get rolling. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi this morning, Michael. I'm doing well, but um, I'm bringing a sound clip today. I'll call it a mystery sound. And um, all I can oh. say is if... People are doing this. They shouldn't vote. Oh, it's already a hint. Well, uh, yeah, wait it's a minute a now. This is, so do. a new featurette, the mystery sound. This is like a, a revived radio classic. I think they didn't they, they used to have uh, contests with that. Yeah, if you guess what the sound was, sure. you'd win whatever. Yeah. Is it I, the stapler? Yeah, I worked at stations. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we did that one time, like common office sounds, and you can win a blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not a stapler. So we'll have that no, coming up later. It may be a stapler, Sean. Stay That's, with me. It's coming up it, later. It'll make show. you want to put your head in, into your hands. I'm already there, okay. Michael. Yeah, started with my head in my hands. The room. I woke up with my head in my hands. Oh yeah. Pull it out <laughs> of the oven and put it in your hands. Yeah, exactly. There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Went to uh, the grocery store for uh, a supplies run for the first time in a while. I was down to. The, oh, oh the, yeah, sure, canned soup again. Let, let's do that. I, I was getting to the back of the supplies uh, closet there, but I re-upped, and for whatever reason, I still have not yet done a, an extensive self-examination on why this is the case. But when I could not have more options for food, I have the, the, the most delicious things I could possibly have wanted just, just moments ago. The only thing I go for right away is a bowl of cereal. I, I just knock out a bowl of cereal or two, and I... Oh, it's pretty man. easy. That's good stuff right there. That's always been my go-to. I'm hungry. I'm in a hurry. You think child. I'll, think I'll have a bowl of Fruity Pebbles. Oh, I mean, man. the wheats were frosted, but it was wheats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Fruity Pebbles are gluten-free. So I'm what in, I'm size in were those wheats? Many. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Friday, as I mentioned, September 18th, the year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Mr. Vice President, I look out over my Biden sign in my front yard and I see a sea of Trump flags and yard signs. And my question is, what is your plan? I didn't care about her question. I just wanted the yard sign thing. Yeah, and uh, that's a pretty typical of the sort of question Joe Biden was asked last night. Instead of, you said this about the China travel ban on this date when Trump said this, and then a rally you said that, how do you square those things now? Or you said... You know, you were against fracking. Now you say you're for fracking. Then you explain all those things. No, that's not really the, the Obama sort of policy on the Middle East yielded X. Are you sticking with that plan? Or you were the no vote in the room on the Osama bin Laden raid. Uh, right. You know, whatever questions you want to ask. No. They, they don't. Nope. The kind of questions they ask Trump every single day. Right. Yeah, well, but like I said, I would do the same thing if I were Biden. If I could go into safe places and answer safe questions and stay off the radar till Election Day. Watch me. With the unfavorables that my opponent has, that's what I would do. Yeah, well, see if I can pull it off. He's not Mr. Get President, away watch me. He's not going to get away with it. Nope. I hate to say this because it it, make, it makes me nervous. I just think it all hinges on that debate. Oh, 
Two weeks from Tuesday? Chris Wallace is going to ask those questions. Yes. Is Biden preparing for that sort of, uh, that level of drilling down on his statements that every politician should get? Of course. Uh, yes, I have a feeling he is to the best of his ability. He said he's not doing mock debates. That doesn't mean they're not sitting around going over questions. Yeah, he's prepping in yeah. his way. Yeah. Uh, how's mailbag look? How would you do a mock debate debate with Donald Trump? You couldn't. Well, you'd, you'd have to hire, I don't know, an insult comic. <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay here. Triumph the insult dog. Yeah. <laughs> Why were you such a terrible vice president? <laughs> what? Watch me. Uh, We have clips of the week and uh, all the other news of the day that we'll get into on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We had an envoy in Taiwan yesterday for some high-level meetings, and China flew 18 of their warplanes right up next to the uh, border of where they can do that near Taiwan. A little show of force. Look at our Air Force. Take a look at this. Telling you. I'm telling you. I'm. I, you don't need to tell me. You're right. Oh, man, there's only six and a half hours of U.S. Open golf coverage today? Well, I guess I'll have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Mailbag, coming up in a moment or two. First, though, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. I still like playing it down. Yes, sir. Because I don't want to create a panic. The title Rage comes from him. He said he brings out rage in people. Do you know who did this or if Carol Baskin was involved? I always felt like fundamentally it was a force for good. I don't know if I feel that way. 80% of my budget will go to fairness, 70% of my budget will go to animals, and 60% will go to <laughs> Starbucks for all. In the woods, constant firefighting, firefighting allows fuel in the form of new growth and underbush. When I think Speaker Pelosi is one of those people who tried uh, Tide Pods. <laughs> I mean, what deal can we have, uh, Crazy Nancy? I'm sorry, I, th- that was the president. You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. <laughs> we have to give. We have to give the police back the authority to stop crime. Despacito. So remember, that's not a margarita. That's a dugarita. You're hosing out of the back of your Uber. Ali Berry is here to watch me play the game, get it to me. It was one of my best games I ever had. I'm ready for the confirmation number whenever. Okay, sir, can I put you on a brief hold? Yeah, that's fine. Idiot. Well, that was a fine cow. Boy, that clip in the middle from, I assume that was Joe Biden, who couldn't even speak with the whole firefighter underbush thing. That was embarrassing. If he's like that in the debate, he will not be elected president. I believe that was you, sir. In the woods, constant firefighting firefighting allows... Number one, you're going to have to change your pants. Constant firefighting. Good Lord. 
What cost is that? I disavow that statement. <laughs> Mailbag. Yes. And for once, we broke on time, so we have time for some of the brilliant correspondence y'all have sent. Fantastic. To mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. That's the email address, don't you know? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. First, our freedom-loving quote of the day from Ludwig von Mises, great economist, thinker, philosopher. The Marxians, which is what Marxists were called at the time, at least in Germany, Marxians. I'll be darned. Yeah. The Marxians' love of democratic institutions was a strategy only, a pious fraud for the deception of the masses. Within a socialist community, there is no room left for freedom. Right, exactly. You use democracy to get the power, then you seize the power and you eliminate democracy. Which is what the Marxists are trying to do now, even in this great country of ours. Moving along to the... Correspondence proper. Jim writes, good morning, guys. 65% of Americans are Christians, yet the left hates it when we say we are a Christian nation. A tiny percent of Americans are racist, but the left calls us a racist nation. Ridiculous. Hmm. That's uh, Jim in Odessa, uh, Texas oil field. Jim, no, Jim, you are a racist. By saying you're not a racist, that's proof you're a racist. So there are more racists in America than you think. <laughs> Who would fall for this crap? Let's see. Oh, my gosh. Number of people. I'm going to recognize a couple of them. I had the same thought. I'm a little ashamed uh, I didn't come up with it. We mentioned yesterday that one Christine Brennan had written an opinion piece in the USA Today. The headline is, Big Ten's decision to play football signals the darkest day in the conference's sports history. She, as it turns out, is some sort of Ph.D. and teaches journalism at uh, USA or at uh, Northwestern. So the fact that she's a far, far lefty shouldn't surprise anybody. Darkest day in the conference's history. Interesting. Mm. Dr. Jane Austen, for instance, uh, writes, uh, when I heard that, my mind started doing a mental tally of the schools in the Big Ten. Sure enough, systematic pedophile-protecting institutions like Michigan State and Penn State are members of that conference. Yeah, about that darkest day in Big Ten sports history, there's a couple hundred permanently affected children that might take issue with your hyperbolic oh, statement. Maybe a thousand. Yeah. yeah that's a low yeah. number. Uh, uh, yeah, the Penn State story, clearly, if you're going to actually rank dark days, that's... Uh... Right up at the top. I'm going to go ahead and quote John in Monterey County. Uh, the USA Today said the Big Ten playing football is the darkest day in conference history. Uh, I suspect that all Penn State football rape victims can think of darker days. You called it the pearl clutchiest story out there. Spot on. Love the show. Love your email, John. Yeah, I think uh, all of those child rape victims or the hundreds of young women who are sexually assaulted by a perv gynecologist whose tracks were covered by the administration for years and years. I'll bet all those girls, all those children could think of darker days. Christine Brennan, you're an embarrassment. Moving along. Uh, Nick in Minnesota writes, catching up on the podcast on Wednesday's show, Jack Jack asked when people will stop putting up with the lockdowns and when will cities and states end the lockdowns. The answer is November 4th, 2020. Hmm. No, I don't think the virus is a hoax. And yes, I think there are some people honestly trying to prevent the spread. Uh, after the election, though, we're going to all have a massive eye-opening, realizing how much of the panic and pressure over corona and lockdowns was only and solely due to the election. They, the left knows Trump's biggest weakness is the virus. They held nothing back against Kavanaugh. Think about it. His biggest strength is the economy. Yeah, how dishonorable was the Kavanaugh thing? Right, yeah, that's a good point. 
Uh, and now they're taking it to the next level against Trump. I have an old friend who has become a liberal. And <laughs> early in the coronavirus thing, he texts me, finally, it's not who can beat Trump, it's what? The coronavirus. This is like in March, he texted that. Hmm. Might have been February, honestly. Moving along, Chris in San Francisco. Oh, to the other pearl-clutchingest, stupidest story, not only of yesterday, of probably of the month, William Barr compared the shutdown to slavery. Oh, God. I heard more of that this morning. Chris writes, yeah, Barr did compare the lockdowns to slavery. He said slavery was worse. That's the only way for sane people to interpret his <laughs> remark. What are we arguing about I, here? I don't, I don't know. Let me compare Mika Brzezinski to Hitler. Hitler was worse. Commence pearl clutching. What Bill Barr said essentially was, the rainfall we're experiencing now is the heaviest since Hurricane Andrew. He's comparing the rain to Hurricane Andrew! God, what percentage of those people are stupid and what percentage are lying and just trying to whip things up? I don't know. I've, I've lost track of that. I don't actually know that anymore. That, Willie Geist on Morning Joe seemed to be actually troubled. That's amazing. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. That there. is amazing to me. And then uh, Jeff sent along Andy Noe's Twitter feed where he points out that three of the recent high-profile cases of white ladies pretending to be black were all college professors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's been a handful of them in the last couple of weeks. I think that says something. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If the president had done his job, had done his job from the beginning, all the people would still be alive. All the people, I'm not making this up, just look at the data. Look at the data. Yeah, that's a a rough one right there. That's a rough one right there. All 200,000 people that have died of corona would be alive if it weren't for President Trump. The Washington Post said there is no evidence to back that up. Of course there's not. That's astonishing. That is what ran Joe Biden out of running for president every time he tried, but this time. How do you not follow up on that endlessly until the candidate is left sputtering in a, in a smoking hole? Having written out an apology to America. After they say that. But he was uh, that was Joe Biden taking soft balls from a crowd of almost entirely supporters last night with Anderson Cooper doing little to no follow-up. It wasn't exactly Chris Wallace or Jake Tapper or a number of other people that could follow up or would. Right. I think. Right. Well, I just came across. Uh, I was. That's digging. just. That is. A, you can't let that go. We got to hear that again. <laughs> Play that again, please, Sean. What are you watching? The Mandalorian or what? <laughs> it's gone. It's froze. If the president had done his job, had done his job from the beginning, all the people would still be alive. All the people. I'm not making this up. Just look at the data. He repeats. Look it, at the data. Then reinforces it yeah. three times. So, so there's a perfect example. If he said something like that on the debate stage, when all the country's watching, and Trump can follow up even if Chris Wallace doesn't. How does that land? I mean, that's an extraordinary thing to say. Well, it's idiotic. Uh, and it's 
No, that's not even politics. That's like you're delusional. That's you're what crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was what I was kind of working up to. It's not like it was a questionable uh, policies advocating. It was somebody who's not very sharp just spouting, just making words come out of his mouth, which is Joe Biden's thing. It, on his sharpest day, he was prone to saying ridiculous crap. I was digging around during the commercial break because I didn't watch the thing last night. I'd forgotten it was on, honestly. And uh, boy, is CNN getting hammered, including by folks from the left, whose point is, this did nothing to get Biden ready for the debate. They mention, well, a Politico columnist, Jeff Greenfield, who's a sharp guy, tweeted, in the first moments, the contrast between what Trump was asked and what Biden is being asked is striking. Biden is doing well, yes, but this is not exactly getting him ready to face tough questions from a Chris Wallace or a Jake Tapper. Um, According to analysis from Newsbusters managing editor Curtis Houck, who was echoed by many other people, of the 16 participants who asked Biden question, 13 of them, or over a whopping 80%, were identified as Democrats. Three were identified as Republicans. In contrast, the ABC uh, News Town Hall with Trump, Trump faced four Trump voters, three Clinton voters, one Jill Stein voter, three non-voters, and one unidentified. And one George Stephanopoulos. The Daily Beast politics reporter, Hannah Trudeau, tweeted, Has CNN asked a question to anyone who's not a Democrat uh, about the overwhelming presence of Democrats before deleting her tweet? Here. Which is a great example of how lefty journalists live. She dared to tell the truth, got murdered by her colleagues, and had to delete the tweet. Here's the most egregious example of not having a follow-up. Um, so Joe Biden was asked uh, if he supported the Green New Deal being pushed by the left flank of his party. Do you think it's too much, Cooper pressed Biden? No, I don't, the former Beep admitted. No follow-up on that. Joe Biden just said he doesn't think the Green New Deal goes too far. The price tag on the Green New Deal, for instance, is $90 billion, $90 trillion. Right. Well, and it's also a complete restructuring of our economy. Remember, the Green New Deal, the green part is an afterthought. It's a, it's a transition to a socialist economy. The, the price tag is $93 trillion over 10 years. $93 trillion over 10 years and completely remaking the economy. We no longer drive gas-powered cars, all that sort of stuff. Right. I mean, it's it's fantasy land. Joe Biden said it doesn't go too far. No follow-up on that. No. Well, no, it, no drilling down on any of the aspects of it. It would include 80% income taxes. If you, Biden, if that's not worth asking about. If you had Joe Biden on the stage saying, we're not going to be driving gas-powered cars within 10 years, that'd be a huge story. Yeah. But again, the the Green New Deal, people focus on the green. It's a new deal with a little green in it. It is a Marxist economy. Read the stinking well, thing. And it's been dismissed by, like, everybody but Bernie and AOC. Right. I mean, everybody else. Right. But Joe Biden didn't dismiss it last night and no follow-up. Yeah, Anderson Cooper is a... He's a joke at he, this point. So Joe Biden said all the COVID deaths are at Trump's hands and he's for the Green New Deal. It doesn't go too That's far. That's not the headline coming out of that thing last no, night no. for the nation. How many people in the United States, how many voters know he said those two things? Nobody. Nobody. Uh, columnist Miranda Devine observed, so far the questions at CNN's drive-in with uh, Biden Town Hall sounds as if they were written by Biden's campaign. Tell us how bad Trump is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Uh, let's see. Fourth Watch media analyst Steve Krakauer pointed out that while maintaining social distancing for the cameras, both Biden and Cooper were seen approaching each other with the former VP whispering into the anchor's ear, thinking they'd already hit the commercial break. So, you know, further proof that his constantly wearing the mask and everything is virtue signaling. Of course, he is a really, really old guy, too. Let's see. I'm in his age group. I'm wearing a mask in a crowd. Well, and Tim Murtaugh, who's Trump's campaign communications director, so you know where he's coming from. But he said, virtually every question for Joe Biden was an invitation for him to attack President Trump, while moderator Anderson Cooper offered almost no pushback, giving Biden a total pass on his lies and misrepresentations. Say that's about right. Yeah, you don't even need to go there with the lies and misrepresentations. No. If he says he's for the Green New Deal, just ask simple questions about it. Right. Right. Analysts say it's going to cost between 50 and 90 trillion dollars over 10 years. Right. It would How are we going to pay for or that? quadruple every American's taxes. Oh yeah, that's $600,000 per household over the next 10 years yeah. is the cost on that. Uh, I don't have it. No question <laughs> on that? Yeah. That's just amazing. Yeah. Well, CNN, like the New York Times, the WAPO, all the alphabet networks, they actually came out and stated in 2016, we're going to approach journalism differently. We're going to be part of the resistance. They, they published this stuff. Some of them did anyway. And well, it's and they, obviously what's going on. They gave Hillary Clinton the questions ahead of the time for the debate because they favored right. her over Bernie Sanders. Right. But, well, and we predicted that this would do serious damage to American journalism, and I think it is. I'm not here to beat up CNN. Well, even though they, That's why I'm here. They, they, Specifically. <laughs> I, just, I woke up this morning, I wanted to stay in bed, and I said to myself, you got to go in and beat up CNN. But... Even with those questions, you you got to follow up a little with Joe Biden on some of those things. It's not why they're there. Every COVID death. So every country in the world has suffered from this. Right. And we have probably the third most deaths as the third biggest country. But yeah, but per capita, we're quite average. We would have had zero if Joe Biden was president. That's a pretty extraordinary thing to say. And then just get away. You just say it and go on. Well, and he repeated it and doubled down on it several times. And Andy Cooper. Anyway. Andy, right. brave okay. journalist Anderson Cooper. Celebrated journalist Anderson Cooper. Let it hang out there. Now, you could argue. I think you're misunderstanding the uh, the definition of journalism at this point. Things oh, yeah. have changed. Yep. Hey, uh, hello, Boomer. Things have changed. He is being brave. <laughs> He's trying to get one side elected over the other because right. it's so important. Yep. He's a patriot. In his mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well said. Oh, that reminds me. Um, uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, one of their co-founders, is actually being funded by a group that's tied to the Chinese Communist Party. Actual communist funding of the founders of Black Lives Matter. That's something. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not even a, a, a detective story anymore. I just shot my wife in the opening scene. You know. It's not a detective story. They're Marxists. <laughs> they want communism. They want to overthrow the United States of America. Um, uh, we we usually don't do uh, like hardcore politics back to back segments because we try to spread it out throughout the show. That's just the way we structure things. But at some point, I want to get to, the, you know, especially like the media thing, the ridiculousness of the coverage of Kamala Harris's footwear versus the coverage of Melania Trump's footwear. I know this sounds silly and stupid. Yes. But as yes, of, it does. But because yesterday <laughs> Kamala Harris wore Timberland boots and got praised for it in the media, and Melania Trump wore exactly the same thing a couple of years ago, and the headlines when she did it is right. just 
I mean, it's it's funny. <laughs> it's just, it's actually funny. How transparent this whole thing is. But yep. whatever, more on that later. And a handful of NFL players are standing up and saying, hey, uh, some of this protest stuff, I am not down with Really? That. Yeah. They're coming forward and speaking out. Okay, all that on the way. We've got a text line. It's 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Baby, I could be a billionaire if I wasn't always broke. Oh, this is unreal. I just came across this CNN written puff piece about their own town hall last night. And uh, they brought up uh, William Barr's comments that this is the greatest intrusion on civil liberties um, since slavery, which was different, as Bill Barr said. So Biden had to feign outrage. But listen to this. This is a this is a transcript from CNN's puff piece. What Bill Barr recently said is outrageous. I will tell you what takes away your freedom. Not being able to see your kid, not being able to go to the football game or baseball game, not seeing your mom or dad sick in the hospital, not being able to do the things. That's what's costing us our freedom. What? He means Trump's response to COVID was so bad and that we're losing the freedom to do all these things. Oh, that's why. That, okay. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. All right. Although I don't know how that gets you out of the whole uh, but, but, comparing it to slavery thing. But the shutdown was like bipartisan and that's why you can't go to a baseball game but we'd be back at ball games yeah. if trump had been better at it yeah okay. that's the argument yeah right i have had a i've had a baconator three times in the last seven days and i feel like it's not treating me well i just feel like i'm suffering today from eating a baconator last night i, I believe you made a similar declaration like a week and a half ago yeah but i had the single then i had the double last night i gotta stay away from the double baconator Oof. just saying it out loud to commit myself there you go. No more double baconators. So saying you ate three baconators, but one of them is a double baconator. Two of them are d- doubles. Okay, oh. so, so now we're up to five baconators. <laughs> See, this is the sort of this is the sort of follow up we did not get on CNN last night. If only Anderson Cooper had a, a pair, he'd have followed up like that. Yeah. So I guess you could say that. Well done. Sean. I have had five patties and three baconators. That's right. That's a lot of baconators. No bun though, because I'm staying away from the gluten. Ah, very healthy. <laughs> I had some fish tacos last night. They're so good. They just do the lettuce wrap on that around it or something? No, they don't. Well, if they do that at Wendy's, I'm not aware of it. I just eat them with my hands and grease running down my elbows. napkins. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I am shocked by this. Uh, Karen sent along an email and a link uh, to to a, a, a paper, a treatise, a screed, entitled Save Standard Time. Their point is, yes, stop the idiotic switching the clocks twice a year, but don't go to daylight saving time. Go to standard time. Okay. They're arguing uh, being a, sci- a scientific one that morning sunlight is extremely important to the human beast. We're designed to respond to it. Um, it says lack of morning light can have serious impact on our biological clocks, which control the body's many daily rhythms. Uh, there is a wealth of data demonstrating that a lack of exposure to light leads to sleep and metabolic disorders, depression, and cardiovascular disease, among other ailments. I could believe that shifting the 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 sunlight we get in the morning back 
would be bad for us. I could believe that. Having been getting up at O Dark 30 and going to work in the dark for my entire adult life, uh, yes, I'm miserable. I'm unhealthy. I, I, I am constantly tired. Decent point that we're probably the last people that should speak to this as I have not really been around for the sunrise for about 35 years. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know. But anyway. Yeah. Um, and well, let's just, either way, uh, let's have a vote, but let's stop changing the clocks. We don't need to do that, do yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. But what about my round of golf uh, in the short days of the year? Mm-hmm. I really kind of need that that hour of sunlight. Of course, no, that's standard time in the short hour, or short days of the year. I anyway. don't have any knowledge of this. All I don't right. know which I've, is which. I've completely changed my mind. Okay. You know what? Uh, was it Mark Twain or Winston Churchill or Abe Lincoln or uh, somebody said uh, when the facts change, I changed my mind. What do you do, sir? Mm. There you go. Yep. Up with standard time. There is actually a movement, uh, as there is every single year when we change the clocks to end it, and then we forget about it in two days, and then we do it again in six months, and everybody says, why do we do this? And It's, it's enjoyable, isn't and, it? And I can't take it anymore, so y'all need to stop. Either do something about it or shut up. Yeah. Hey, so next uh, hour, if you get the next hour of the Armstrong and Getty Show, if you don't, uh, woe is you. Uh, you could grab the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. But we're going to be talking about the president's announcement yesterday um, that he is not down with the super woke, uh, activisty, anti-racist curriculum being shoved down our kids' throats in schools. And, of course, the story is being wildly misreported, but we'll give it to you straight. Um, and I think it was fantastic. Will that see? See, there's a great question to uh, to ask Joe Biden. Are you going to reinstate the critical race theory training in government agencies if you're president? And are you going to rescind what Trump just did and teach? Uh, you know, in our public schools, are we going to teach the 1619 project? Somebody needs to ask Biden that. Well, school curriculum came up. Here's what he said. And no sideways and bushwhacking, horn swoggling, crocker crocker is going to roll away. Somebody texted, you two can sound like Joe Biden. Listen to your podcast at half speed. I have spoken. <laughs> I have spoken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another thing we could talk about, if you want, is the two most populous states in the country. Is Texas, Texas more populous than New York? Yeah, I think Texas is now number two. Yeah, okay. So, uh, two big S states, California <laughs> and New York, have fairly serious divided up movements going on. I heard seven out of ten moves in New York or New Jersey, I think it was New Jersey, are out of state now. Wow. Which wow. is incredible. Yeah, there's a net outflow of humans from California now. I'll look that um, up. For the longest time, California has been losing American population, replacing it with the illegal immigrants. I want to, you know, and that should be broken down by tax bracket because that is significant. Oh, yeah. And I got to believe it's your upper tax brackets that are moving out. Yeah. The people that are paying all your taxes in your big government program states are moving out. Well, Corruptifornia, which is among the highest tax states uh, in American history, is got a massive tax increase on the ballot. For November, they're going to try to dupe uh, the the uh, not paying attention voters of that poor beleaguered state to raise their own taxes. Just idiotic. But anyway, I've been reading with interest the New York plan. It would split the state into three uh, areas, like semi-autonomous regions. Uh, the New York region, which includes the five boroughs in New York City. The Montauk region, which would be Long Island, Westchester, and Rockland. 
and the New Amsterdam region, which would be upstate New York. But here's the system. The plan would strip the state government of 90% of its power, reducing the governor, currently Democratic soft-head liar Andrew Cuomo, to essentially a figurehead, similar to a British monarch. The plan would establish a bicameral legislature in each region, uh, and their regional senators and assembly members would also serve in the New York State Assembly, and it would create a power balance. Which reminds me, uh, there are various plans to divide California into three or five or whatever states. Um, uh, this this great note we got from Eric. Imagine if state elections for governor were conducted under an electoral college system, similar to what we do for the president. Each county would have a certain number of delegates, so it wouldn't be a big city popular vote every single time continuously electoral electing democrats right my guess is cal unicornia oregon washington would turn red overnight let me know your thoughts interesting my thoughts are it's a great point eric but and and this is uh this is why the electoral college is so important in the united states and and the idea of ending it is so horrible if you were running for governor of one of those red states or one of those blue states rather you would have to campaign and govern in a way that recognized the needs, the realities, the lifestyles, the economies of those non-urban uh, counties. You would bal- you would govern in a more balanced and understanding way of all of your citizens. Instead so, of you just have to win Los Angeles and San Francisco, for instance, right. in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, for instance, because that's the reality exactly. I think that's a great plan. I hope New York gets it going. They won't, but I'd love it. Armstrong and Getty.